This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe to the cop, slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles joins us right now on the Smart Rain guest line. Best State Award winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or call 877-346-3333. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Joe, we were just talking about your win over Atlanta and how it didn't seem like anyone did anything extraordinary. Everyone kind of did what they do, and sure enough, that was good for a double-digit win. Is that how you see it? Um, yeah, I mean, I think first off, uh, and Coach kind of said it right after, like it's hard to, to beat the same team twice in a row in, in a short period of time. So um, they were coming off a back-to-back last night, or it was the second game of a back-to-back. Um, I think they lost the night before as well, and, and obviously, uh, you know, at that point, and, and I think they had a couple guys out as well, um, and usually teams in those situations kind of find that little bit of energy, or there's some guys that don't play that, that get to get a chance to play um, and, and bring some energy, and so obviously we were, we were ready for kind of what, what they were going to um, kind of throw at us, and um, Obviously, Kevin Herder had a good game. Obviously, he's, um, oh, he's come off the bench, I think, all this year. And that's a perfect example. A guy gets to start and he gets, obviously takes advantage of it. But I think overall, um, yeah, just getting back to us a little bit after the last couple of games. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it, it was a good game to obviously first out be at home again and, and obviously get a, a decent win and, and build off that for tomorrow, I think. So you can go Jokic on Morris on one player in the NBA. Who would it be? No comment. <laughs> Patty Mills. No, <laughs> no, no, come no, on. That's your best buddy. That doesn't count. You're no. not running over your best. No, buddy. I would. Uh, I would never do <laughs> that. That was. It was. Uh, it was interesting. I've, I've never seen him react like that. So obviously. Either some stuff was going on in the game. I didn't watch the game. I just saw the clip of it. Um, I bet, yeah, he probably feels like he gets beat up most games down in the block as well, and guys play physical with him, and he probably was <laughs> enough is enough. And he's gonna, <laughs> I think he said, I think I saw his clip of the, either the press conference or, or whatever it was, and he obviously, he actually said he felt bad, but he was, he, he'd said too, he was just defending himself. So, um, yeah, a bit too much in my mind. I think he got suspended, or he probably will get suspended. Yeah, he got one but, game. Um, and he probably knew that, and you kind of move on. Like I said, now someone in their team will, will step in and probably play well, and he'll get a bit of a break. Come on, not LeBron, Westbrook, somebody. 
Come on. No comment. <laughs> the, li- the list would be too long. <laughs> okay, that's better. Now I like it. Way to go. Nah, nah, I wouldn't. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't. No matter how mad I was, I don't think I'd ever react like that. So would you? Uh, you love to trash talk. Now this is this is uh, you know this is fresh information here. The next time you see one of those guys, is this out of bounds, or might you find a way to mention it? We play Miami pretty soon, I think. Um, and I only know that because the day game and the kids are coming. <laughs> Saturday. The Miller had told uh, Renee had told Miller that they were coming to a game, so she's been talking about it for a few days now. So. Um, oh, I might mention it to uh, the Morris twin, but not in a uh, in a negative way. But have a bit of fun with it. I'm sure. Obviously, again with anything, you obviously hope he's alright first. And uh, I think someone said he was walking around locker room after, so um, I'm sure he'll be he'll be good to go. But yeah, obviously, if it comes up, it comes up. The league has been cracking down on drawing fouls and all that stuff. And there was a thing with, uh, I think it was Trey Young, and it looked like he hooked your arm and all that. And it looked like that was what they're trying to go against. Uh, What did you think of that? Did they give you an explanation? Because it seemed like that was the very thing that they're trying to eliminate. Yeah, I mean, I thought he clearly hooked my arm like there was no other way about it. But... um, I think in the in the past he he probably ninety eight percent probably would have been shooting or they would have given him free throws then, which is obviously more of the rule change. So I think obviously for them they've got to determine, from my understanding of the rule, is they've got to determine whether he kind of engages my arm and locks it up, and then it is an offensive foul, or if it is obviously what they thought last night that my arm either just got caught in there or whatever it was um, but obviously the free throw thing is the thing that um, is getting taken away is the biggest difference in, in all of this so um, I mean I, I think there was a stat or something I saw that all those players that usually shoot whatever 8, 10, 12, 14 free throws a game is, is all down um, and I mean, I guess at the end of the day, that's what they've wanted. Yeah. Um, whether it be free throws or, or whatever it is, but the the point of, yeah, not kind of manipulating the game, I guess, in not even in a negative way, but just uh, it's not necessarily the way we grew up playing basketball, right. like trying to find contact and, and get to the free throw line. Obviously, there was guys in the league that had found ways to, to do it and do it really well. Um and I like kind of like, like it's kind of like credit to them. Like why, if there's a rule that you can kind of manipulate and, and get 10 free throws off, why wouldn't you do that if you're playing the amount of minutes to, to do that? Um, it's free points and usually most guys are pretty good at free throws. And um, so obviously that's the kind of the, the key behind it is just trying to, I don't know if it like opens up the game more or whatever their kind of reasoning was, but yeah, just, just, more of, I guess the, the biggest thing is it not being like a necessary like. In my mind, you, as a kid, we didn't grow up doing that. We right. would, if you got fouled shooting, you got fouled. But if not, then you just play. <laughs> um, so it has been. I, I think there's. It's definitely been different, and, and guys have been trying to like. We, we've had our fair share of like 
thinking Donovan got fouled or thinking Rudy got fouled, like whatever, whoever it was at a certain time, and and they're letting stuff go. So yeah, as a as a team and as players, you've just got to figure out how they're calling the game in a particular game and for the season and, and adjust. And I think we've done a we've done a pretty good job. I think Donovan's had like one offensive foul this year through it, but but apart from that, I think we've been pretty good. So I don't I don't know if you're the perfect guy to ask this, but you're the one on our show, so I'm going to ask you anyway. Uh, this offensive, you know, the whole way the game is being refereed, some people are saying, well, that's why three-point shooting is down. The Jazz numbers are, as a team have been way below. Uh, now yours, you're shooting 43%. You're, you're basically just doing what you're doing, which is why you're not maybe the perfect guy to ask this. But the Jazz numbers are down. The numbers all across the league are down. Even the teams that are shooting it, pretty well at the top of the league stats aren't where teams at the top of the league stats are. And people have said it's the new ball. People say it's the way the game is being refereed. Definitely not the bloody ball. (laughs) All right. It's not the bloody ball. Uh, Some people are saying it's just a couple weeks lighting up. When you look back in two or three weeks from now, the numbers will be back to normal. What do you think about that, given you're a guy who is pretty much shooting what he shot the last few years? Yeah, I mean... um... I mean, I like. I think. I think I said it last. Time, like, I would never blame the ball or whatever refereeing or like if I felt like I wasn't shooting well or whatever it was, I would kind of with myself and and Bailey try and figure out like what am I doing wrong or am I not getting good shots or am I taking bad shots or like why is my percentage down um, for a month or for a week or, or whatever it is. Um, I think there's some games that you. You might shoot bad in a game and it might just be like you just didn't I mean there's so many things like you didn't catch the ball right on one or you didn't just didn't have that feeling it's what what we go through is sometimes you just don't have that like kind of like that touch of like how how sometimes it feels like you're never going to miss and sometimes it feels like you can't kick it in the ocean like it's one of those things um the refereeing I don't think it plays a massive part because the rules are still like if you shoot a three and they land in your space or you get hit on the arm or the, like they kind of hit your body is like you're still getting shots for them. It, like the hooking rule and the, the they're the they're the kind of biggest rule changes, I guess. So um, I mean, I think for our team. We actually talked about it, or Coach talked about it the other day. Like, for us to have the record we're having, and I think we're up there still pretty high in, like, offensive rating in terms of how we're playing, we're still getting good shots. We're still moving the ball like we kind of usually do. There's, there's different times that we don't, and there's different times that we will shoot better than others, obviously. But um, our, our shooting... Number, I think more mainly our three point percentage is down on what it was last year and, and probably previous years. But um, the flip side of that, like we're still whatever our record is, and we're still playing reasonably well and winning games. Um, so it's like, oh, well, those for us, those numbers we feel like are going to even out eventually, um, whether it be sooner or later. Or, I think we, as a team, pride ourselves in in trying to get the best shot every time. And I think if we keep doing that, then obviously our percent we're going to get be getting open looks. And, and overall, we're a pretty good shooting team. If you look at our roster, so um, 
Yeah, I mean, we don't, we haven't kind of, I guess, dove into it that much. Coach will obviously bring it up at different times and, and talk about it. And um, But, yeah, I think over the course of a year and even individuals like, I mean, JC is a good example just because it's probably more of an obvious one. Like, he's had a couple of bad shooting games. Like, JC is not going to be like that all year. Like, I would be so confident in saying that, that he's, his numbers will go to where they probably either usually are or, or maybe better. And I mean, a part of it too, I think for our team is like, JC was just the sixth man of the year. Like, they're going to scout him. We were, we just had the best record. We, like Donovan is done. Like guys are preparing for us. Guys are going to teams are going to give us their best shot. Teams are going to prepare for JC because they saw what he did last year and and what he did against certain teams, and they're going to be ready for him. So we've all gone through that as individuals and and obviously as as, as a team. So um, yeah, there's so many factors that kind of go into it. But I think at the end of the day, I think our numbers will always be give or take what they normally are because we do play the right way and we get good shots and we. Um, again, we'll more 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 than not make those shots. How long does it generally take for new teammates to assimilate and everybody's together, knowing what they're going to do? Oh, it's always different. Um, obviously, individuals sometimes take longer than others to to pick up the whole concepts of, of how you're playing. And I mean, if you're moving around teams every year, you it might even just be the wording of it. I think Hassan was saying to coach one day like what what we call channel they would call something else yeah. like it's just little things like that that and what they called channel might be another word that we use for something else so as in the heat of the moment he hears that word and he thinks we're doing something different it's just like little little bits and pieces and obviously as you guys know our game plan is pretty um in depth and the the wording is is different. <laughs> Coach prides himself on um, quirky words. Just <laughs> he, he even says part of it's like funny, so that we probably remember it better because it is like a funny word or, or, or the way he'll explain it. But um, yeah, it always takes time. And uh, I mean, we're lucky we've only got really a couple new guys, and um, they've been really good. Like Rudy Gay, obviously is mainly been watching practice and, and being involved here and there but picking things up at practice and, and Hassan's obviously playing in the games, Eric's playing in the game so you pick it up on the fly some of it but um, yeah we've we've been pretty good, you can always, obviously you always want to be a little bit tighter in something or, or understand something a bit better or, or whatever it is but um, yeah we're, we're in a pretty good spot and, and again like I said we're we're still winning games for the most part Um I mean, you lose to a pretty tough team in Miami, obviously Chicago and Chicago, and a young, kind of energetic um, team that came out on the front foot in Orlando. That we was probably more our fault than them playing. Like we feel like if we'd done a couple more things here and there, we'd probably win that game. So, um, yeah, we we feel like we're in a pretty good spot all around. Joe Ingles joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. As a guy with a family, how excited do you get when you look at the schedule and see nine out of 11 at home? You're going to be home with the kids until December. There's no long road trip. the kids. Kids. I'm sorry, my Australian <laughs> accent blows. Not as good as you are. Um, you have a quality one, PK. Yes, very, very excited. Um, I, I think especially with having 
like a whatever it was six seven day trip and then we were home for like 48 hours and then we went on another week-long trip so um i mean obviously you guys know that my family is very very much higher on the priority list than anything else and just to be able to take them to school i just dropped Miller off at school then and, and be able to pick her up later and, and take her to swimming this afternoon and, and just be somewhat regular <laughs> try and be a a regular dad that does things for his kids obviously there for his kids it's not in another state or traveling or, or doing something with his with with work so um yeah be able to spend time with jack and obviously be now with renee back from the, the marathon and all that as well just to be able to to all be home at the same time and spend some time together and um renee's mum's in town so for renee to spend some time with her mum now and um yeah it's uh it's it's very uh relaxing Ah, so the grandma has come. Is that the first time to see? Well, he's not a new. Well, he's still a newborn to an extent, but uh, what about a year? Yeah, a newborn that turns one next week. Yeah. Um, yes, first time um, of her. Well, him meeting anyone. <laughs> he's lived a pretty sheltered life this past year. Um, but even yeah, obviously for Jack to to meet her and, and obviously her spend time with her, but for Renee to see him, it's been two and a half years since she saw her mum, which is um, pretty yeah, hard. So, that long, huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, the last time, this is a, probably the perfect example, but the last time she saw the twins, Jacob was nonverbal. And Jacob's ah. at a level now that, like, he speaks better than we do. Can't get him <laughs> to like shut up now. Yeah, he doesn't shut up. <laughs> He's like uh, you on the court. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like for her to hear his voice for the first time and um, like be able to ask her for things and, and talk to her, it's obviously a pretty emotional thing for her as well to, to be able to see that. But that just kind of shows you how how long it's been. And obviously we understand it's the world we live in and there's a lot of people probably going through that as well. But um, yeah, it's, it's been, Miller was pretty excited. Miller and her are, are very close and um so it's been good. She's been here for oh, coming up ten days now. She leaves on leaves this weekend. So um, yeah, that's uh, it's good. But then Renee's heading back as well. Renee will get the summer there for. She's going to go home for like four or five weeks after Christmas to see everybody else and let Jack meet the family and all the borders in Australia have started to open up. So um, life's getting to somewhat normal again. So Renee and the kids are going. They are. They're leaving me. So I'll be uh, I'll be extremely miserable for about four, <laughs> four or five weeks. So if anyone uh, wants to try and question me, that's why, and they can. I won't say the words I want to say, but um, so you'll be yeah, grouchier than normal. I will be <laughs> on some days. The first night I'll have a really good sleep and it'll be really exciting, and then I'll get over it after that. Um, but yeah, it's, they're going to go just after Christmas so we'll obviously have Christmas together because that was a bit of a non-negotiable and Renee obviously understands that I want to have Christmas with the kids and obviously Jack's, Jack's first Christmas um, but then yeah a couple of days after that they'll head home and it's summer in Australia then as well and um, I mean it's as bad as it will be for me they, they need to go home they need to see family they need to see friends and cousins and Renee's brother's got one and a half year old twins that we've never met and um, 
a lot, a lot's changed in two and a half years since the last time we were able to go home. So it'd be, so, it'd be good for her to get back and, and see everybody. Twins run in the family, then, huh? Yeah, it's kind of disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, her brother had uh, little twin girls. Obviously, we've got twins. Her aunties are twins. Her aunties are the twins had twins. <laughs> um, so her, Renee's actually got a younger sister that probably isn't exactly ready to have kids right now, but uh, is scared of the fact of <laughs> two, two, two out of two of the siblings have had twins and she's the third. And, um, yeah, it's, it's good times. Busy, busy, busy times when we go home. Well, Joe, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, that's all, that's all out there in January. You're, you're, you're home with the kids for a few weeks now, so you can soak that up, and Jazz fans are looking forward to going to a bunch of home games. That is true. I'll probably, by the time that comes around, them going home, I'll probably be ready for them to leave. But then <laughs> 24 hours later, I'll be, I'll be the grumpy guy that you mentioned, grouchy or whatever you said. Yeah, gr- grouchy. Yeah, got it. I'll just come to you. Make sure uh, you guys have dinner cooked for me and stuff. Oh, easy. I'll need oh yeah. Sure, yeah. We'll have you I've already told my teammates and all the Miller School friends' parents that any night that they want, want to have me over for dinner, I'll be more than happy to, uh, <laughs> to come over. All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Now Joe's Twitter timeline will be full of dinner invitations for the month of January. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jazz fans like, come on over. We're having ribs. That'll come on good. over. We got the pasta. We're ready to go. Vegemite, but yeah, that's that a, that's be, a bridge too far. That would be awesome to have. Have you Joe tasted England. Vegemite? I don't think uh, I have. That is. Did you call me a rapper? Not good. Oh. We're hearing you unwrap your food over there, Switcher. Oh, my energy bar. I need some energy, or else I'll be grouchy. I have not had Vegemite. No, I've never. I've never been to Australia. I'm not the world can, traveler that you can been. get Vegemite in the United I'm not, States. But regardless, I'm not the world traveler. I've never been on it's a uh, charter, and I haven't been to Australia. Haven't been to Europe, haven't been to South America, all these places. I know you spent a couple of years down there. <laughs> you do not know that, because it's not true. <laughs> it's just a lie. Okay, okay, stop winking. <laughs> we all know it was Asia. Come on now. We've heard all about the... You're going to have to take a, a vacation and go to Italy. You're going to have to go to Europe. Duh. You can hit some other places, but we've heard too much about you and the Italian food over the years. you got to go to Italy. I know. I agree. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280. The Zone, the question of the day next. Stay with us.